Meeting Up in McKinney. This is According to Callus, episode 294. Ooh, nice little crack there. Coming out on October 31st. This is Halloween for those of you that partake in such things. And it's going to be a McKinney Monday. Yes, McKinney Monday. If you watch the opening video, you know exactly where I'm going to go. So let's get there. As some of you may be aware, and again, pardon me, but uh, getting over bronchitis, so my voice is going to crack and I'm going to probably sound rather weak, but the show must go on and here we are. So before I get into it, like, subscribe, share, and comment. This program continues to grow. We hit 40K over the weekend and the goal was to hit 50 before election day, so Every little bit counts. Help me out. We're getting there. Uh, time to rock on. All right. So I played the remarks from uh, our elected official who is uh, the mayor of McKinney. I, I played it, I think, twice, a total of twice last week. Um, I'm tempted to add it to the end of the show just to refresh your memory and because I can. Um, now, the temptation is here, it's all personal. Every bit of it. It's hyperbolic. It's not well thought out. It's, you know, kind of absurd. And quite frankly, it discredits everything the guy wants to uh, accomplish, in my opinion, which is to make me, Kyle Sims, Paul Elliott, uh, Mike Giles and Dan Porzio. And just in case you're wondering, that is the correct pronunciation according to Dan Porzio. Um, now, I can completely understand why he would come after Kyle, why he would come after me. What I don't understand is why you would go after Mike Giles, Dan Porzio, and to a lesser extent, Paul Elliott. Those guys show up at the school board meetings they say their piece. They are trying to hold the uh, board's feet to the fire, get some uh, answers. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> and I'm going to purposely not say his name, but he is one of the candidates <laughs> running for school board, but he threw him in as well. Um, the whole while that he's uh, spitting out the vitriol, he's trying to come across as a, he's above this partisan bickering and uh, there are absolutely no problems in the school district and based largely on the fact that he said so. I'm sorry, that's just not good enough. So when you go after six people and you attack them personally, um, again, one of them's a candidate for the school board. <laughs> How is that not electioneering? How is that not a illegal act? I don't know. I'd be very curious to see if anybody thinks to bring up a grievance on that. Uh, and while we're on the issue of grievances, no, I'm not going to bother with one because nothing's going to happen. For those of you paying attention, there's been a number of grievances that have been brought before the school board. And each and every time they've investigated themselves and found themselves innocent. And no actions required. Except, of course, for the illegal signage, or I'm sorry, the not complying with the law signage they had at the front doors that they used to politically prosecute my friend running for city council. They've now finally corrected that signage, but 
they're not going to do anything to correct their other errors. Indeed, they work with trespass all the time. And again, I'm really not sure how you can have trespass on public property so easily and without appeal. But again, there are the rules for thee and the rules for we. So cycling back to the mayor who came in and quite frankly violated every rule that was spelled out by the president of the school board. Conveniently, it's bunched together on a video by Mr. Mark Eisman. And I have the audio for that. Uh, that will, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and attach to the end of this audio um, podcast here for your listening uh, pleasure. So again, everything's personal attack with really no basis or credibility to back it up other than one man's opinion. And before you say it, yes, this is my show. Everything is my opinion. And as I routinely point out, you need to go check it out yourself, do your own investigation, determine whether or not my opinion is the whole truth, part of the truth, or I just got it wrong. Um, it's an opinion. I'm allowed to be wrong from time to time. I just don't think that I often am because I give a lot of thought on issues before I say something. Now, the knee-jerk reaction on a personal attack, which is what went down last Tuesday, is to immediately respond in a like fashion. So it would have been very easy. And it was at times quite tempting to lash out in a personal way and basically call a bunch of slanderous names towards the mayor. Well, fortunately, or perhaps unfortunately, both my mother and my grandmother and my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law's mother all basically beat through my head when I was a young man and a little quick-tempered that you should always show respect to the office even when the person in the office isn't necessarily deserving of said respect. Now, i got to say, I, I struggle with that from time to time, and it's a challenge to fulfill that, and I don't always quite make it. But that was the goal. So I decided, you know what? I don't need to go personal. There's plenty of other things we could talk about. So setting that aside. So that was option number one, attack personal right back. So option number two, completely ignore, pretend it never happened, move on with life. Yeah, that's not me. I mean, anybody that knows me knows I have a pretty thick skin and I can blow a lot of things off that eh, it's not that big a deal or we're just going to move on in life and it's not worth being upset about. And I've practiced that for a long time. Now, I got to tell you, my brother's even better at it than I am. I mean, <laughs> but that being said, I didn't think that this deserved complete, you know, blow off because there were other people involved. I mean, he went after another candidate and three other guys that quite frankly didn't deserve to be singled out. And there's a track record of this for those of you who've been paying attention in the last two years. He singled out an attorney that was in a lawsuit with the city and he singled out a realtor that just wanted to go to work. Now, no matter what you think of any specific individual, when you are the representative of the government, you ought not be singling out and going after personally individuals that are in conflict with the rules or the dictations 
of said government. It doesn't matter if they're legal or illegal. That was for a court to decide. That needed to be adjudicated. But instead, it was just quicker and easier to personally attack and single them out. Now, for those of you following along, know that I've been, or I mentioned that I've started reading the Rules for Radicals. And that's one of the steps in the Rules for Radicals is to single a person out and increase the heat on them. So, I, I, I see what you're doing, but it's not going to work because I don't care. All right. So, complete ignoring is not a play because this will just continue to go on and on. And there's other people involved. And quite frankly, if you want to get me to push back, that's a good way to do it. You can... No, I'm not even going to go there. Let's just say I don't worry about too many things for just me. But when you start throwing other people into the mix, whether it's the sheepdog, whether it's the military man, whether it's the oath, I I, I don't know. But it kind of pushes my buttons and I need to react. I need to stand up. The idea that the harder you push, the more people lay down. Well, that may be true, but I'm not one of them. I'm not going to just lay down. I'm not going to take the easy way out when something's completely wrong. Okay, so the option number three was respond with emotion. In other words, you get upset, you get angry, you lash out. Now, you might be able to do an attack, a personal attack that way, or you might uh, uh, make it more of a um, more practiced attack, but you're, you're still being driven by emotion. You're making gross generalizations. You're overreacting. You're um, just not doing a good job of articulating what you're trying to get across. Now, for those of you that follow wrong, you might have heard me do an episode or two where I was maybe driven a little by emotion. That may be true, but I would suggest to you that most of that is just passion coming through. Now, emotion's fine in and of itself, and it's a pretty good driver from time to time, but if you let control your emotions, you make mistakes. You, quite frankly, don't do a good job. Now, some have said, that we thought that that's what we witnessed on Tuesday, that that delivery was packed with emotion. I would suggest to you that's not what I saw. So we're not going to go there. All right. So option number four, a thoughtful response. So as I said in my uh, opening video, I have had about 144 hours to think about this, six days. And honestly, I've probably spent maybe two to three hours total time giving it any thought. What do I want to say? What does this matter? Now, I know I mentioned briefly in one of my two podcasts last week, specific things that were said kind of in somewhat related to what I was talking about. I'm not going to go over the whole commentary because quite frankly, it's not worth it. My thoughtful response would go something like this. And, And here's the thing. There is a City council meeting next day, November the 1st, downtown McGinney on Tuesday. I think it's at six o'clock if I'm wrong. Yeah, look it up. I'm sure Kyle will be there holding for it. I don't know if my voice is going to hold out, so I make no promises. But I'm going to tell you that there's going to be a number of people there and they're going to probably be righteously upset with the behavior that was exhibited last Tuesday. I'm not upset. I, I I don't see the point. So rather than 
rebut every comment, rather than make mishmash out of what was said, whether or retread what was put out there, let me just put it to you this way. So in six years, we just now have a idea of where we would like the 380 bypass to be routed. And the answer was to push it in the Prosper. Pretty sure Prosper's not really excited about that. Pretty sure that that was just to keep a couple of voters happy up in the north side of McKinney. But that's not how you lead. That's that's not a consensus-built thing. That was, I don't know what that was, but not impressed. And it really just happened in the last, I don't know, 10 months, maybe? So it took five years to come up with a decision there? Now, I, I, I realize... The city council's changed in between there. I realize that all that really does is make a suggestion to the Texas Department of Transportation. What would you like us to do with 380? Yeah, okay, that's fine. But when I ran in 2019, they didn't have any ideas. And now it's 2022, and we just now came up with a idea, which was to kick the can down the road into Prosper. Hmm. Usually you work on the neighboring cities with an answer or your ideas before you put them out there. But that's just me. Okay, let's talk about another issue. Um, The homeless issue that cycles to being a thing and not a thing back and forth, depending on the election cycle and what the weather is outside. Now, I don't know that we ever came up with a workable solution. I don't know that there was really any solid open discussion what we're going to do. I do seem to recall there might have been a round table or a discussion at one point about a year and a half ago, but that puts us back into COVID. So I'm pretty sure that's not right either. So again, don't really have an answer. Uh, and I kind of looking for a little leadership on that, but I don't see it. Okay. So let's pivot on to some things that have happened. So we got this uh, Tups deal. Yeah, part of the whole east side renovation and the new city hall complex. Okay, well, I will be the first to say, yes, we need a new city hall. Yes, we need a new city office complex. Granted. But the reason why I know this or the way I believe this is the case is because all those city offices are spread around downtown. Indeed, the square is so expensive to operate a business out of that a lot of them are struggling and or failing because of the lack of space that's driving up the costs. But now we can't talk about that. So, yes, we need the office space. But let me ask you this. We've known this for a decade. Six years ago, why didn't we start working on this when we got a new mayor? Or eight years? Or ten years ago? Where were we working on this? Did, did we not have any ideas? Did we not make any action? I know this predates uh, the current mayor. Okay, that's not his fault, but he's been there for six years now. What are we doing? Do we have an answer? Well, yeah, we're going to build this great big complex over on the east side um, with taxpayer money. And, oh, oh yeah, we use some eminent domain to kick out some poor people. And, oh, yeah, that building we told you we were going to incorporate into the new design. Well, we decided that we can't do that because it's going to be too expensive. Because we ignored it for so long that it got so decrepit that it was not worth salvaging. But we didn't know that because we didn't really investigate it. 
This doesn't seem very well thought out to me. And now don't even get me started on that whole Tups deal that was hashed over multiple times in 2021 during the election cycle, which got lost into the bickering back and forth of popular mayor running for re-election versus upstarts that were upset about the way they were spending money and they're spending our money. And while we're talking about spending our money, they're taking on more debt for more expensive project that's only going to get more expensive as the inflation continues, as the debt cycle continues, as the interest rates go up. <clears throat> so let me ask you, just thinking, should you be taking on more debt when you know your income's going down? And while we're talking about more debt to build the city hall complex that for whatever reason couldn't have been started sooner, that's bond money that we approved, granted, but does it make sense to start right now? Does it make sense to take on more debt when the revenue is going to go down? I doubt it. Well, while we're on the same topic, let's talk about Highway 5. So there's three options. And I got to tell you, two of the three are pretty slick looking. They're, they're really nice. And allegedly, we're going to get the feds to pony up a good chunk of it. But who's going to pay for that after it's built? That maintenance bill is not going to be small. There's going to be a lot involved with keeping that up, especially with a tunnel or an underground portion of it. Did anybody consider that? Have they looked at how that's going to affect the long-term expenses for the city of McKinney? I just wonder. Because to the best of my knowledge, that hasn't really been presented. I mean, maybe there's some little group somewhere that has a good idea, but the general public doesn't know. And don't you think we ought to know before we vote on this? Don't you think we ought to have a better idea what the long-term cost is going to be to spruce up Highway 5? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, we're talking about expensive things. Let's talk about the airport. I'm told repeatedly over the years that the airport is costing us less and less money. Okay, but it still costs us money, right? So we're going to continue to throw money at it until it makes money. Okay, well, I know that's kind of how Fox News got started. Okay, I'll give you that. But at what point do we say, if you want to build out an airport here, you need to be a private investor and bring them in and have them do it and have them take the risk instead of we, the taxpayers of McKinney? I I mean, I think it's a fair question. I know we own it or we control it, but why aren't we farming this out? I mean, if this was really a profit-making opportunity, don't you think we'd have businesses that wanted to do that? Don't you think you'd have a bunch of people that like turning a profit? They would be putting forth ideas of how they could do a better job for us? I'm just asking. Oh, and the latest thing I saw, they're going to redo Town Lake Park. Now, I will tell you, I don't remember the last time Town Lake's been renovated or updated. And I know it's flooded at least three times that I can remember since I've lived here 25 years. At least three times there was significant flooding. So I'm going to ask you, how much money do you want to spend on a park that floods? Now, yes, you can abate for the flooding. You can build it a little differently so it doesn't flood as bad. Okay, I'll grant you that. But it's a park. How much money do you want to put into it? I mean... What's the dollar take? And again, what's going to be the expense to keep it up? I mean, we already know they struggle to keep on top of the parks that exist already in the city of McKinney. What are they going to do when they have another massive park build out here? Who's going to pay for that? How's it going to be paid for? Who's going to maintain it? Don't know. I don't think they have good answers for us. I mean, 
look, I know we're chasing Allen, we're chasing Fairview, we're chasing Frisco, and, and I can appreciate that to a certain extent, right? We want our city to look nice, we want to keep it up, we want to be unique by nature, even though we're getting rid of most of the nature, and we don't really seem to have any idea what it is we want as far as a vision of the city. Now, when your city's run by developers, they see that they want to make a profit. They see that they want their buddies to come in and make a profit. Okay, I, I, I grant that's a way to look at things, but we have a very unique downtown square area. That is a gem. That is nowhere else in the county. But we, we're utilizing it poorly. Now, how do you fix that? Well, I guess part of it is fixed by building the new city hall complex. But if that was the case, why didn't we start working on it three or four years ago when the economy was actually doing well? It's a good answer. Good question, right? What's the answer? Well, perhaps because when you're running a city that's constantly growing, all your money has to go out to the far reaches of the edges of the city to build on new infrastructure for the new buildings. And that's where you continue to get your money in. And then maybe, just maybe, you can invest some of it back in the city center. So again, I don't put that on the current administration. That's nobody's fault. That's just the design of the cities and the suburbs. And and I tried to explain that back in 2019. And it fell on deaf ears. And I'm not entirely certain that it won't fall on deaf ears this time. But I bring out these things because... We don't really have good answers for any of this. And for a guy that can put out a show every Monday morning talking about all the great things going on in McKinney, for a guy that can go to rock concerts that he plays in, for a guy that apparently has gone to a hundred different school events, for a guy that really is the face of McKinney, you would think that he might want to invest and getting some answers to these questions. You would think he might have a presentation to put forth so he can answer these questions. You would think that his investment in time would be that as opposed to going to school board meetings and calling out individuals for bad behavior because they question the narrative. So my response, my thoughtful response is, perhaps we would all be better served If our mayor spent a little bit more time focusing on the issues of the city of McKinney and how they're going to be funded, how they're going to be laid out, and how the additional costs to the budget are going to be figured out, and not just play it off as, well, growth will do it. Or, well, you know, we're we're not really sure, but we're confident we'll find a way. Okay. The guy runs a, from what I understand, is a successful business. I'm fairly certain he doesn't run his business that way. So why does anybody think that's a good way to run the city? Now, I know that we have a city manager. And pretty much all the functions in the city come under the control of the city manager. And the council is just there to kind of direct the city manager. This is what we would like you to do. So it's really hard, in my mind, to hold any one person responsible for the lack of answers or the lack of a plan or the lack of any vision because there's nobody to hold responsible. 
You can put it off on the city manager, and then he says he works for the city council. You can put it on the city council, and they say, well, we have a city manager for that. Or you can say, well, it's the mayor's fault. Well, no, really, it's not, because he's one of seven. So, again, who do you hold accountable when you want to get an answer? Perhaps we could just look at how the mayor chooses to invest his time. And while we're at it, two other quick asides here. It's been brought to my attention that there's going to be a likely move to change the city charter. Because apparently the term limits are going to interfere with the career plans of several elected officials. And they would like to do away with those term limits or expand them. Well, I'm sure they would. But I'm sure they would like to hear your feedback tomorrow night. So if you've got the time, perhaps you should go down there and tell them what you think about term limits and whether or not they were appropriate when they were instituted and why they should or should not be changed now. Now, I know everybody has different opinions on term limits. I, myself, not a big fan. They're going to do me a favor because they're going to term out a couple of elected officials that, quite frankly, need to be termed out. But in a perfect world, there's no need for term limits because if they're bad leaders, they get kicked to the curb. But as we all know, we don't live in a perfect world. So with that, we're going to wrap it up here just a tad early so we can tack on the audio at the end. And you've got my intro video. And as I say... This was, according to Callus, this is the episode from Halloween 12, I'm sorry, 294. Until next time, I'll see you on the other side. Please be advised that decorum and order will be maintained during the meeting. This includes the enforcement of the Texas Penal Code and Texas Education Code sections which permit law enforcement to remove individuals who disrupt a public meeting. Please be advised that this is your warning. If you choose to disrupt the meeting, the board will recess and allow time for decorum in order to be maintained. The individual will be escorted out and issued a criminal trespass citation and no longer permitted on any MISD property. The public comment portion of the meeting should be a place where students and community members feel safe to speak on diverse topics and opinions absent from ridicule and intimidation. I'm confident that everyone will respect these expectations. If you truly feel you may struggle to do so, now would be an appropriate time to exit. And of course, you are welcome to re-enter after public comments. Last speaker is George Fuller.
rather an organized distraction, waging a fabricated cultural war at the expense of our children they so deceptively pretend to protect. There are those that only find their identity in the current tribal and partisan fear-mongering battlefield. They exhibit the absolute worst in human nature, often because they lack the intellect, the courage, and the character to be independent thinkers. They take cover in the pack that most easily accepts them. They rile themselves up in the sound bites and bumper sticker, dog whistles, rarely understanding the content and certainly the consequence of what they spew. History will remember them simply as cowards. Will our teachers, our staff, and damn well our children deserve far better than such asinine behavior? They want to be relevant, need to grow up, educate themselves outside of the tribal echo chamber, and simply be better human beings. They want to continue acting like clowns, join the circus, but in any event, get out of the way and let serious people do the serious business of teaching our children. For our teachers, staff, and those responsible trustees up there, please stay steadfast in all you are doing for our children and our community. You will be remembered as the heroes that stood against the insanity and the stupidity for the sake of our children. I stand with you, as does most of this community. Thank you.